0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Superhero Discussions. My name is Travis Hines, Travis underscore one five six on Twitter, and today I'm going to talk about the week that was in the DCCW. The DCCW is back, has returned with full force. Well, almost full first force minus Arrow and Legends, but it came back pretty strong this week, and I'm going to get into it all rather than do. I was thinking about doing individual ones. But I'm just going to wrap it in one full episode, I think. So, with that being said, I'm going to talk about the Batwoman pilot. Season 1, episode 1. And I just got to say, minus a few nitpicks that I'll get into, I love this, this show, this episode. I thought that uh, the relationship between Kate and her father was, was fantastic. I hope, hope to see them explore that further. I thought the action was great. Uh, Ruby Rose can pull off Kate Kane, in my opinion. I like the love triangle thing that they threw in the end where Kate's former love interest is now married to a guy. You can already tell on her face that she's apprehensive about it after meeting Kate again. So that's going to be fun to see. Kind of a little bit of a Barry Iris Eddie vibe. A little bit has no idea what's going on he probably don't even know about uh, uh Sophie's past so that that's something to look for look for uh, Kate's dad runs the security firm or company called the crows that have taken over Gotham's security since Batman has been gone for three years uh we know that Kate thinks that Batman didn't save her her mom and her sister and just went after the bad guy. But we learn after she ends up getting into the, the secondary Batcave, I'm going to call that. Because that's the one under Wing Tower. I'm interested to see if she's going to actually find the actual Batcave this season. That'll be pretty cool if that actually happens. Uh, maybe she'll find her... Maybe she'll find a bike that she ends up using down there. That would be kind of cool. Uh, I'm thinking we're going to end up seeing that Luke Fox is in this and he doesn't remind me much of the comics that I've read of him. It's more of a combination of like Cisco, Felicity, like it's basically Kate's tech guy, which is selling Luke Fox a little short, but I'm just going to hold off. There as a pilot, so we'll see where they go with him. Maybe they will actually have him in the Batwing costume going forward. So, I'm super curious about that as well. Uh, Kate basically gets in there, finds out that Bruce was Batman, finds out that Batman thought that the calculations were done correctly, didn't realize that the trunk was, was, was not good and it detached with all the weight. So, he always kept thinking about that and never let it go, which spoke to Kate even though I'll, I'll say that thinking Batman wouldn't care about people and the a bus full of kids that he saved as well Spock would say the needs of the many away the needs of the few but uh, I guess I'm all fastened that way uh, they're having a big old event for turning out the bat-, bat single after three years of him not showing up for it And the villain, which is Alice in this case, who I really enjoy. I thought that her monologues were really well, one with Kate especially, and I think that she could be quite menacing. But one of my two nitpicks, which I'll get into right now, is I didn't like the fact that they gave away that Alice was Beth, Kate's actual sister. I wish that they would have kept that for the mid-season finale. I think that they would play a little bit better. Uh, yes, I know the people that read the comics will know that. But this CW show isn't marketed just for the people that read the comics. This is for pretty much the general audience. Uh, it pulled nice numbers, though, with 1.8 million. Um, I'm not exactly sure what, what the other season premiere, uh, series premieres uh, did, but... I'll look into that as I go here. Uh, <clears throat> we got a pretty good action scene with Kate busting into the uh, crows' headquarters. Thought that was that that was really great. Like I said, Alice's speech to Kate. I like the Kate uh, chose not to uh, Kate. Uh, to the relationship while Kate would Kate didn't want to lie so that's that's pretty I don't even understand why but it's also funny Kate's sister's running an illegal clinic so it's easy access for her to uh, get he get healed healed up whenever she has injuries i assume that she'll eventually know who kate is and yeah the, okay the other thing that i have a little bit of bs with is there was no training scene after kate found out that she's going to become batman uh well decide she's going to become batman i would have liked the scene just minute minute and a half of her using the bat gadgets around the mini cave not even all of them you could just do the 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 battering and the grapple gun. Uh, you could just do that, but I, I don't think that. Uh, that's that's all I have really about it. I'm just looking through my notes here, guys. That's, that's pretty easy. Yeah, I don't think they should have. Did the Alice reveal as early, and I wish we would have got a training scene with Batwoman. But besides that, really loved it. Think it might be my third or fourth uh, favorite pilot of the bunch. I liked them all, obviously, but uh, but I am really excited for this. Just just wondering what you got in store. Tom Celly is gonna be hush in a couple of episodes. They never Uh so uh, I hope we get some more interesting things. And I wonder if we uh, will see Bruce. I the one thing that I thought and I mentioned in Anti Prime, was it all sets up perfectly that the last episode of. The series will be Bruce sitting down to read Kate's story, so uh, I wonder if they will actually go down that but still like the like the like the action like the relationship that Kate had between most of the people and I'm really excited and, and I'm really excited to see the new costume whenever we get that uh that's all I got to say about it really enjoy it. I think Alice could be a great villain. Wish she didn't give up her identity, to Kate, right away. But, really excited for Batwoman. Another good step forward for the DCCW. And, uh, let's hope that, that 1.8 million that watched the premiere stay with the show. Boom! Okay, on to Supergirl, Season 5, Episode 1, Event Horizon. Lena has invented her own AI. Hope! Kind of like Gideon. seems like everybody needs an AI system these days. Uh, They all need their own identity and they need their own voice. Uh, My assumption is uh, we are told that the the big bad for this season uses technology, uh, Leviathan, uses technology to control people. And my goodness, we got a lot of technology smacked into this episode. First off, I want to say that I thought that Midnight... Was an awful week of uh, villain of a the week. There was nothing there. She had a she put her, uh, in the fandom zone before. We we never got really why or what happened before. So I would have liked a bit more backstory, just a little bit. Just just fill me in and uh, just fill me in what's going on. Just a little bit. But, yeah, Lena has invented her own, uh, her own, uh, AI, and I think that that'll be controlled at some point by, uh, at some point by Leviathan. So, yeah, I was trying to look up the, uh, CW readings for the pilots, and, uh, I'm gonna post that, I'm gonna attach it to the post I share this with, just to make my life a little easier and to stop me from trailing off. Okay. So Obsidian North has come in and have, they're the ones that have invented the augmented reality contact lenses, the ones that we see Lena using right away uh, enacting her, one of her revenge fantasies, I guess, against the Supergirl. So I thought that was pretty cool selena so lena sells catco to uh, obsidian north she gets a set of those contact lenses and it seems like she's ready to destroy kara she has a deal with the person at bat catco that she's gonna give up kara's identity by the end of the next day when kara gets her Pulled surprise, pretty much the exact same time I think she had it set up for. So, uh, throughout the summer, I guess, throughout the Supergirl summer, Alex has been telling Supergirl that she has to tell Lena her identity, and Kara has been putting it off. So, we get that, the culmination of that, throughout this episode. I gotta say, I absolutely love the speech Kara gave. Unfortunately for Kara, it might have been like three years too late for her to save their friendship, but it would have been wicked if you told it, even a couple of weeks after you lied. That would have been a lot better. Uh, but the way Melissa Benoist, uh carries this is fantastic. Her the look on her face, the way she can even make crying not seem gross and ugly most times. I see crying, even when it's myself, it's very gross and very ugly. And Melissa noise somehow, <laughs> some way, you even pull off crying. So, yeah, props to you there. Uh, we got the Gooch from Scrubs and Raj's girlfriend that ran away. I don't know her name. Somebody who watches Big Bang Theory a lot more than one time, which is what I watched it. Would probably be to fill me in on her name, but she'll always be Gooch from Scrubs to me. Gooch and Ted forever. From the first kiss to the last. <clears throat> Anyway, uh, we have a Martian Manhunter sighting in this episode. And then unfortunately, he's immediately disabled. <sighs> oh, I just gotta accept what Martian Manhunter is on this show. Even though it seems like the monitor's trying to test him and him alone. But, maybe that means he'll be he's gonna be one that's gonna make a sacrifice from Supergirl. Uh, I kinda wanna see it because I'm really getting depressed seeing Martian Manhunter run in. Like, he turned into Martian Manhunter. I was like, yes. And he didn't get ten feet before... The psychic energy from his brother, I guess Disable him and made him fall on the ground I mean Okay Okay, he's not as strong as Brainy Okay He might even be less strong less, Not as strong as Guardian From the way you're making it out to be Really oh. But thank you, you have Kara And Kara is awesome I thought that uh, Kara traveling into the Phantom Zone Was very cool And we're going to talk about Kara's new suit which I love it looks super cool but going back to the whole Leviathan thing I think it's a problem that you have a nanite suit that comes on to you from some technology clearly that's going to be taken advantage of you of at some point during this season and I can't wait for it um John's brother is the one that opened up the phantom zone but well made the homemade phantom zone projector that uh Oh, that he'll use to open up to get the very forgettable villain Midnight. So they have a little meaning at the end, uh, but they uh, John doesn't know him what they think is a side effect from last season, but we're going to get a lot more showdown with this. We didn't actually see the monitor in this episode, so I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping the monitor speaks to John Jones at some point, but I think because of these tests, I think John Jones may be the one that might Sacrifice himself from Supergirl, which, like I said, I I like David Harewood I like I like him in his human form, but I'm getting really sick of seeing Martian Manhunter be constantly nerfed, his powers constantly not giving us through at all. So, if there's some big sacrifice where he actually does use his powers, greatly, then even though I'm gonna miss him, I'll I'll be happy because the dude is. Dude has been progressively Depowered since season one Like I'm not gonna lie That was part of the reason That drove me into Supergirl Not only is it That it's involved With the Arrowburst But Like The John Jones Reveal in season one Was amazing When we seen Martian Manhunter I thought that CG Was Top notch For CW at the time And Just Want him to get Get his dude That's all Like I said We got a great scene With Carolina But unfortunately It's two years too late Uh I love, 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 love how Lena says she forgives Kara, but actually don't, and is going to use this to her advantage. There's a lot of people that ship Kara and Lena on my Twitter. Uh, I see it a lot, but I want Lena to be a villain. I think that she could be a villain on the same level of Deathstroke for The Arrow and The Reverse Flash for Clash. I think that she could be on a level that has a personal connection to the hero, but also wants to take them down. I don't want her to fight her Lutherness anymore, and it doesn't seem like she wants to. But reading everything, it seems like this is going to be a fight for Lena's soul, and I hope that Kara doesn't win this one. Because I want them to be enemies. I want Lena to last for a few seasons as a big bet. want her to go away for a bit but not be gone away, but because be really behind the scenes, pulling things until Supergirl actually figures out maybe too late that it is Lena that's running everything. So I just want her to be Supergirl's arch nemesis, and something tells me we may or may not get that. Uh, The the show would tell me that we would, but the interviews that some of the EPs and Melissa Benoist have done have not told me that. They've told me more of the this is Lena. This is Kara kind of fighting for Lena's soul kind of deal. So yeah, hope that, that isn't the case, but love love Lena, and hope we get more of that going forward. Okay. Moving on to Black Lightning, season three, episode one, the premiere there. And I didn't write a ton down for this one, guys. Uh a lot happened, but it didn't happen. First I'm gonna say I love the scenes where they're giving their names and uh Date of births and all those things come up on screen. I like that Jefferson didn't break out so uh, too early. Like we didn't need a flash. We don't need a flash uh, level prison length. We arrow level, level prison length, especially if Black Lightning doesn't have as many episodes. I think we need something smack dab in the middle. Three episodes, maybe be in there for that. That I think that would be good. That would just add something to it. But I did like that. I love how uh, Jin and Anissa lean on each other all the time especially now that the parents aren't there Uh, Anissa hooks up with a reporter which can never be good because they'll be doing reporting things and you're a double secret double secret hero the right Blackbird and Thunder you're a double secret hero and you're you're rolling with reporters not smart in my opinion not smart at all uh we have a big big symbolism comparisons uh to what's going on in the united states with the migrant migrant kids being detained and taken away from their families that is so similar that is exactly what they're trying to convey here with the metahuman uh kids being detained and put in cages and it is just it just reeks of what happened last year in the state uh, still going on obviously, but started last year, sorry, and I think that's a good you know that's a shocking image to see, and the fact that it's happening in arguably i can't even say it happening in a country that thinks that they're the best country in the world uh. It's pretty astonishing. So I like that they, they, they touch on that here in Black Lightning. And I've always said that Black Lightning has been the best of the DCCW shows at uh, conveying what's happening in, in the real world right now and putting it into show without beating you over the head with it like Supergirl usually does. Uh, I thought that this they done this really, really well. <clears throat> All Gamby's tick. Like, all the tech that Gamby has, it just makes me think more and more that he knows about the multiverse, and he's probably traveled to other Earths. Uh, I just don't know how he gets all the things, and knows all the things. He's like, he's one man. I know he's very talented. Very talented. But I just don't know. Like, give me a little helper for him. Give me a little Gamby sidekick. Somebody that'll do some more tech stuff, because I don't know how Gamby gets it all done in the run of day, and going to do missions. Where are you getting all the time, Gamby? I know you don't have a wife and kids, but... I just don't... I don't know how he does it. Uh, Jen needs to use her powers... Because it it hurts her. And we get a... I think the same kind of thing happens to Jefferson in the bed. You know, in a quick scene... Where his powers go up through him. and He he can't breathe, kind of deal. That was a good effect that time. And... Jen does the same thing. Jen puts on, like I said, the, the reason that I'm questioning everything with Gammy is that Gammy has the same kind of tech that uh, HR had that allows you face, my, face modification or face or whatever it is. Uh, he has the same tech. I mean, were you talking to HR? Were you talking one of the wells? Are you on the council of wells? I, need, I have so many questions about that. But Jen uses that to get out go underground and let out some of her powers because it's hurting her. She needs to let her powers. We see that first thing in the school that she is hurting. She has to go to the bathroom. She, her powers, she needs to get them out. So one really cool thing was Agent Odell uh, interrogating uh, Tobias. where Tobias resisting the metahuman that makes people tell the truth. And what's even more sad is that after the Tobias tells him stuff about Agent Odell, he knows that he's going to be killed. And Agent Odell gives him food that's poison to kill him. You can tell you can I will give props to you can honestly tell that Agent Odell does not want to do this this time. Like you can tell that he's done this too many times. He doesn't want to do this, but he has to, and it absolutely sucks. So yeah, that was a uh, that was pretty. Jarring, I guess to say the least. And then uh, Jefferson was supposed to get out of this we'll call it black site, but instead they're saying no because the Markovian's attacked, but I'm not even confident though that, that was the Markovian's. So I don't know, we'll we are just gonna have to see. There's so much uh left in this they haven't given us much of what's going on here. Uh the other thing is Grace reappears. I'm still not even sure what's going on there. She was a tiger. Or a cheater. Or a leopard. Or some big cat. Anyway. Enjoyed it. Thought it was probably the, the the slowest of all the four premieres. But I'm always excited for Black Lightning. Give me the new costume please. Uh, can't wait. And finally... The one I watched last night. The Flash, season 6, episode 1. And we get... Right away, Noah's message gets destroyed. Uh, we don't find out about it till the end who it is, but... That'll... Uh, that definitely devastated him. And then we go to four months later. The Flash takes down four Godspeeds in four months. Which... I assume, I'm just going to assume that's going to be the big bad for the second half of the season. And that uh, maybe they'll all merge together. Maybe after Crisis they'll all merge together. I don't know. It's so confusing. They can't. They don't have any speech patterns. They know his name's Oxhart, but he clearly doesn't have a relationship with Barry. So it's not like the comics in that sense. I just. I don't. I'm going to just. Hot topic, or hot hate. I don't think they should have ever used Godspeed last year. I don't think they should use Godspeed as a throwaway person to get captured this year, unless you have some grand plan, and I don't have a sweet clue. If you're gonna introduce him like the the normal run the mill big bads, I'm sorry you're gonna lose a bit for me because we've already seen Godspeed twice, twice. So, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't. Didn't like that. I didn't like that it was Godspeed. But, I'll keep an open mind because I don't know what their plan is with it yet if it's if I don't like the plan I'll I'll give it more grief when we see it actually enact it but yeah they're Barry and Iris are not having an easy time with Nora's removal of the timeline I guess or wait from existence whatever we're going to call it so yeah they're not having a good time And, uh, I was trying to get her excess costume, or her old costume, I'm not sure which, her old costume, but that her dad trolls out and a black hole opens. Uh, we get a one off villain as as the black hole, the person that's generating the black hole, because half his mind is just off. Um, like I just, it was kind of odd, but I did enjoy the actual black hole, so yeah. I think Ramsey, uh, future Bloodwork character, or, well, is work now, because we see it at the end of the episode, but he's Caitlin's old colleague. His mother took a real liking to Caitlin, but, as we see throughout this episode, he didn't really like some of the choices his mother made, like, not fighting her disease, instead of going out and living her life for a few years before she passed, he wanted her to fight, fight, fight. Uh, more because, in my opinion, he has the same affliction so i guess he wanted her to help try to find a cure but i think there, there was a couple of excellent scenes here with caitlin 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 was a real standout for me in this episode after barry of course but she uh she had a lot of issues frost minded her own life i love that ralph is the only one that realized that it was that like realized that it was a frost issue and I love that Ralph helped deal with it. So I hope that we get a good pairing of Ralph and Killer Frost. Because it seems like they click and you they know what they're at. I'm not talking about love interest. I'm just talking about, like, pairing, going out and doing missions and stuff. Because we know that Ralph is going to end up with, I think, Sue Digby by the end of this uh, episode. Episode it has been in the season. I think that that's who he was looking for. Uh, he kind of said something, like, I thought it sounded like Sue Digby. But, it, like, the way he said it was really weird, so I I scratched it out when I was writing. So, Ralph was searching for someone in Peru, and he didn't say, he just said he saw their parents. he didn't say the age of the person they he was looking for at all, he just said their parents asked for him to go back. You kind of assume that it's as a kid, but it's Ralph, so we should never assume anything. And funny, James Bond, ripoff, very funny, very funny, Ralph. Uh... Ramsey and Caitlin have a very heated discussion where Ramsey wants dark matter to complete his experiment. That's clearly why he asked Caitlyn to go out for lunch. Uh, Caitlin's like, hell, no! Like, I'm not making any more metas, dude. There's too many metas. Like, no more metas. And clearly she was right. Uh, I loved seeing Iris uh, do some actual reporting and investigating right from the get-go. If it wasn't for Iris, they wouldn't have figured out anything that was on the go in this episode and the like props, that's what we need Iris at, that's what—that's my favorite thing, she's running her own newspaper, her subscribers are low, but when she gets out, and if she does dang reporting, and in investigating investigating, journal, investigating journalism like this, I said, man, it took me three times to say investigating, what, that's terrible, I wish I edited these podcasts, when I think about it, nah, <laughs> but I loved it, it's one of the things, great I had the last two seasons, I want more of Iris doing reporting, I think that that's, Where her character shines, not to mention being Barry's rock, because I loved how Iris and Barry lean on each other to help Barry uh, carry this burden together. Uh, Something Albert Queen should really, really, really take to heart, maybe try and emulate, because he tries to bear all his burdens alone, and clearly it kind of helps when you have somebody to bear a burden with. I guess he's bearing a burden at the end with Felicity in the last season, but it took him a long time to learn that. A few less seasons than Barry Allen. So, love that. Love, love, love that. And I honestly, I'm curious if anyone else had it too. I thought Cisco was talking about Barry going back in time when he was saying... You need to do the thing. Like, you need to do the like, thing. And I honestly thought that he was talking about... Barry going back in time rather than killing that guy. Instead of trying to save him. I honestly thought he was... He was talking about you need to go back in time... To when the black hole wasn't as big. But, no. That kind of made more sense about them not agreeing on killing But, I think they would agree, disagree on that as well. Really cool seeing, you know... Flash going... Into the black hole on with the flash shine Flash Oh uh, I was wondering when they were going to use that Cisco makes a little comment Have I had this I've had this save since right from the start I, I assumed they did And of course the final awesome scenes But the flash and the monitor at the end Monitor pretty much tells flash Same thing you told B- B- Oliver Dude you're going to die bro Bro you're going to die but he kind of says it a little bit better to Flash. Like, you're going to you're gonna answer the call on December 10th, 2019. You're going to answer the call. Billions must, uh, well, for billions to live, the Flash must die. And, like, Barry's like, no, I'm not dying. I'm gonna, no, I don't want to die. And i was like, oh, hell no. I just lost somebody. That was just their inner monologue, so it wasn't conveyed. But I'm just letting you know what they thought. So, yeah, that, that was awesome. I want to get more monitor interactions, and i got a feeling I will with my favorite show coming back on Monday. I think the Manor and Arrow are going to be the the new CW buddy cap show that I've always longed for. But, yeah, that was the breakdown for the DCCW for this week. Arrow uh, will join the fold next week. I'll probably do these... Or do the episodes separate, depending on A, how much the episode gets me right after I watch it, and B, how much I actually write down and have to talk about it. I thought this was a rather sizable episode with all the shows. Like I said, Batwoman was fantastic, Supergirl was good, Black Lightning was good, probably the lowest of the four, and Flash was solid, the final uh, scene being probably the best of the episode. I'm just, I'm here for all the crisis stuff, give me all the crisis stuff. So, yeah, excited. Hit me up on Twitter at Travis underscore 156 if you have any questions or comments about this or any of the episodes this week. Thanks for listening, guys. Have a great day.